Hi, this is Mike Brissell, voice of Living with the Land and the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover. We invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy your Grand Circle Tour of Tomorrowland with the Mickey Dudes Podcast. And now, from the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor... It's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello, humans, and welcome to a very special episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Koch, joined tonight by my awesome rotating commentator, Tim Sweska. That's what I like about Space Mountain. I get older, it stays the same age. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't get that one. And from across the pond, we have Stephen Maxwell. I'm surrounded by idiots. Yes, yes you are. And I guess I'm going to be a major idiot now because we are celebrating the holidays here at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. We are having our own version of the Halloween and Christmas party. Instead of Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party and Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, we are having the Mickey Dude's Very Merry About Time Christmas Party because we have a rare Mickey Dude that we're pulling out. Like, they pull out rare characters. We have with us Michael Fernandez. Hello there. And the reason why we're celebrating Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party in the Mickey Dudes form, which is Mickey Dudes Abysmal, Very Scary Halloween Party, is because we have somebody very scary with us, and that would be our very own Pachinetti. All right, all right, all right, Tim. I knew exactly what you were talking about. Well played on that one. I I appreciate it. (laughs) In the words of Kershaw J. Krostowski, man, that just kept going, didn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so much. Who are you? Uh, some guy, just some, some some random guy that happened to get on Skype and you called the wrong number. Hey, here I am. Gotcha. Well, there's a good thing about you being on is I don't have to ha- host the show, so I'm turning it over to you. Take it away, Pat. <laughs> well, thanks, Dave. I'm glad to be back. Now, I was actually looking at my records um, from the last time I was on. I have not been on since the last... Since records were actually a June. thing? Yes, exactly. Like those, yeah, look in a magic tome. Those those circular things that you play on a yeah. thing. Shut up, Pat. Anyway, on June 25th was the last time I was actually on recording. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the latest and greatest Mickey Dudes podcast. And I do apologize for missing so many of these shows, but I would like to thank my co-host Dave and Chuck and Jeff and all the rotating Mickey Dudes commentators for filling in so nicely because, to be honest with you, the show was fantastic without me, but I'm probably going to drag, drag it down a little bit. But it's amazing that tonight's show topics is about heroes and good guys, and guess who's back to host? Coincidence? I think not. Maybe I set it up that way. Might have worked out for me. But that's okay. So, but before we get into our topic du jour, which is going to be one of our favorite top 11 shows, there's a couple things I want to do first. 
first, let's talk about our wonderful sponsors. Tonight, I am drinking pumpkin creme brulee from the greatest coffee on earth, Joffrey's Coffee. Guys, if you're really looking for that taste of fall, this one's right up your alley. It is a beautiful blend of pumpkin spice, a little bit of vanilla custard. It hits the spot. Yes, I know it's still 80 degrees out, but if you want to get into that fall mood, head over to joffreys.com. Pick up some pumpkin creme brulee today. And our favorite DVC resale people from over at dvcresalemarket.com. They are fantastic. If you're looking to save thousands, if you're looking for DVC resale, look no further. Head over to dvcresalemarket.com. Here are three of their listings that are up right now that you could snag. Animal Kingdom Lodge, UC Year March, you got 160 points, okay? They have year 18, 19, and 20. So you get three years of points right now for $120 a point. That's a steal. Bay Lake Tower, 225 points. Yushir is February, $145 a point. 107 points still left in your 18 contract, 225 and 19, 225 and 20. It's a real, real good deal. And finally, this one's my favorite right here, Old Key West, 190 points. There's none left of the 2018, but you still have 2019 and 2020 for $96 a point. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you can't beat that. $96 a point, Old Key West, 190 points. You can go there and you can spend weeks there. So head on over to dvcresalemarket.com today if you're in the market for DVC. Next, sad news. Actually, to be honest with you, Dave, you're not going to care about this news at all. You're going to say good riddance. And to be honest with you, I'm not going to care all that much. I'm neither here nor there. But our buddy, Doug Davis, over at WDW Main Street Podcast, he is crying right now. Tears are flowing down his face because news broke today. That's the breaking news music or something like that. Illuminations, they finally pulled the plug on it. Well, not tonight, really. But they put a date on it. Summer. 2019, end of the summer, Illumination is out of here. Gents, what do you think about that? Dave, let's just get you out of the way because we know you don't like Illuminations. Actually, I'm kind of upset because, believe it or not, Illuminations has started to grow on me. I've had a like a fun- of- Like a fungus? No, actually, I'm, I'm starting to get a really soft spot for it in my heart. It's I've had some really nice nights in Epcot with some really great people, and that part of the... Um, show was just become part of the soundtrack of my of my life in disney now and just kind of just thinking i hear it and i think about these really great people so honestly i'm gonna miss it plus now i'm at that point whenever i see it i've seen it so many times that i actually conduct so i know like to put my arm out and point at the pavilions as they start to uh as they start to light up at the beginning i blow out the i blow out the torches all of that when they come on right before we go on, I strike a match and then I hold it up to one of the torches and the, and the flames go on. I am on point with that show, and now I'm going to have to learn a whole new show to conduct. Breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. Besides Illuminations having you know its date finally revealed for when it's going to end, Dave has a heart. I never knew. Yeah, yes, and apparently you don't have lungs. Well, that's true, but we know that. Duh, tell me something people don't know already, Dave. Excellent job, Dave. Say nothing. <laughs> even, even better. That's that's perfect. It's great to have dead air on a podcast. I don't anyway, have to host a show anymore. you got to carry it. You know, it's, do your job. My back's hurting already for you. Jeez. Mm, Tim, you know. what do you think about this? Do you care all that much about Illumination's closing? Honestly, uh, this is a show that, regardless of what, you know, some of you may think I I like it. 
uh, it's it's always been a nice little special closing uh, closing event for me uh, for trips. I um, Epcot's always been my favorite park, and the first time my wife and I ever did four parks in one day, <clears throat> we ended the day at Illumin. We ended the day at Epcot uh, watching Illuminations, and I sat there with and. I kid you not, a Joffrey's coffee with a double shot of Jameson in it and a um, the pumpkin cheesecake cookie from the writer's block, which I'd smuggled over from Disney Hollywood Studios. And it was one of the most glorious nights that we had there. Beautiful closing night, walking out, got plenty of shots of, you know, beautiful spaceship Earth lit up with that violet hue. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm very glad I'm going to be back in May to say to you know to say my goodbyes because it's been a good show to me the the soundtrack is always going to live on it's a great soundtrack and uh i, I will i'll miss it i look forward to the new show disney always does do a nice job with new shows but illuminations will always hold a special spot in my heart tim you know i i tend to agree and disagree i don't really even know what to say about this it's it's not that i'm sad to see it go but i'm not happy to see it go either um, it does hold a special place. It, it, it's a great show. It is. I'm not going to say it's not, but what excites me about Disney in general when it comes to any of the parks is when something new comes in, I want to see where they're going next. And I think we're at the point now in Disney timelines that all the new stuff that's coming out, the technology and everything, it's so phenomenal that I think the next show is just going to be that much better. 20 years is an amazing, amazing run. Okay, not many shows last for 20 years. So with that being said, you know, they have to, they have to know, meaning the people and the Imagineers at Disney have to know that if they don't replace it with something as good, if not better, there's going to be an entire fan base that's going to mutiny against them. So I have faith in Disney that they will come up with something as spectacular. You see, Michael, well, what do you think? No. I wish that they would have just done a parade first before actually going to Illuminations. Put co Concentrate on getting a nighttime parade at the, at the Magic Kingdom before touching Illuminations. Yes, Illuminations needed to go because it's just time to redo it and all, but, you know... I don't think they have their priorities. But I don't. But I, it also doesn't mean a nighttime parade is not coming. The illuminations, so, it, the end is over almost a year away. It doesn't mean that there's not going to be a nighttime parade coming at some point in time. I think that they're, you know, what the reason they gave was because, you know, it's going to go along with the, you know, the reimagination of what Epcot is going to be. So that's the new show. But, you know, by 2021, you know, everything's going to be new. Everything's going to be different. The Magic Kingdom is going to have new things. And, you know, maybe a nighttime parade will be there. And, Michael, I apologize for David being so rude when I said, hey, Michael, what do you think? He just started talking and flapping and yapping. So, Michael, what do you think about this? It's all good. Um, but you know what? Dave makes a good point about the nighttime parade. Thank you. I so feel like Magic Kingdom is like lacking something at night. Like, and it's not even to stop and watch the parade. It's just to hear the background music of the parade going on and just... Like, that's why I loved uh, Main Street Electrical Parade. Just hearing that background music play, it's it's like lacking something. Magic Kingdom is lacking something at night. And I absolutely love Illuminations. Like, Illuminations was by far, like, one of the most exciting shows at Walt Disney World. And I don't know what it is up, what's up with Disney, but, like, ever since I have annual passes, like, they're getting rid of all everything. Like, I saw the last uh, Osborne Lights. I saw the last Wishes. 
Now I'm going to see the last illumination. Wishes. So, it's only going to get me started on wishes. But just like wishes, I will be there for the last night. Um, I've had a lot of great nights of illuminations. And it's not just stopping and going to the show. It's like walking around World Showcase and like the music's going on in the background. and Or seeing the fireworks go off. And every day till this day when I blow out a candle, I saw reflections of Earth. And I blow, and it pl I, I play it in my head every single time. Uh, I will miss Illuminations, and I will toast to Illuminations as I drink out of my spaceship or cup. <laughs> you know, I think calling it now, whenever that final date actually does come out and they actually tell us what the date actually is, that's going to be a night where Epcot, you're not going to see crowd. Epcot's the one park that holds the crowds very well. Oh. And, and I think that night will be one of those nights that Epcot's just jam like a New Year's Eve kind of night because the amount of people that hold illuminations near and dear to their heart are going to want to be there for that last one. Now, Steve, and I'm going to guess you're probably not going to end up being there, but if you took a trip all the way across the pond just there for the last night, that would be one epic story. So what do you think about illumination saying bye-bye? Yeah, it's a shame it's going, but I just say 20 years in, it is time for something new. But they really need to have to pull it out of the bag. I mean, they're happily ever after. Uh, they did it with Wishes. I mean, Wishes is still a great show, but with the, the digital mapping of uh, Cinderella's Castle, it's just fantastic. So I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do, if it's just going to be another sort of lagoon show or if it is going to be a, a parade. I mean, we did the Tapestry of Nations, you know, back in the millennium, uh, where you had the parade. Great. and that was great and the music for that was fantastic as well but illuminations i've got that as my ringtone on my phone so it just shows you how much that i appreciate how good it is so no it's a shame i'm not going to make it across for the last night you're right but it's one of these things where it's going to be absolutely jumping in epcot and it's going to be probably one of the few times that they're going to have to shut the doors and not let anybody in yeah i just tapestry of nations was awesome if if those of you in the, in the Disney universe, Disney community, I'm sure a bunch, boatload of you have seen Tapestry of Nations, but if you never had a chance to see it, oh, you missed out. You're absolutely right. See, that's the one thing. I think Epcot shows they are they they, they have the the music and the music in Epcot is I think the best of all the parks. Whether it be Illumination, this Tapestry of Nations, the Fountain Show, whatever it is, the music is phenomenal. So I, I'm pretty sure they're going to have a great score for the music when a new show comes out. If they don't, I, I may cry. I don't cry often, but I will cry for that. So, All right, so Illuminations, we bid you adieu, but not until next year. So obviously we'll talk about it again. So let's get into tonight's topic. Tonight is our top 11. And as Kyle would say, why well, I asked Kyle why top 11, he very easily just says something because it's one more than 10. We're going to do heroes and good guys tonight. So rules were very simple. I sent out that to all of the rotating Mickey D commentators, and they sent me back their top 11. I They ranked them 1 through 11. I put all the information together. Number one, if you're number one on the list, you get 11 points. Number two gets 10 points. Number three gets nine points, so on and so forth, all the way down to number 11, who gets one point. I tally all the points. Top 11, bottom to top. The top one obviously has the most points, and we will discuss. Are we ready, gentlemen? Do it. Let's, Let's go. do it. All right. So a couple of interesting tidbits that we have, all right, before we get into some honorable mentions. 
I, there were 40 total characters mentioned that you guys sent me. So that was actually quite a lot. And we had some really interesting characters, okay? Uh, we have Riley's dad from Jeff, okay? He told me he had his reasons. I didn't ask him what it was. I figured it had to be some psychological thing, and I'd have to put him on a couch, and I'd have to write some notes or something. So I didn't know what that was about. Um, Timothy J. Mouse, Dave? I don't know, but... Uh, well, just, he, was, he basically motivates Dumbo to be Dumbo at that point and, you know, gives him that boat of confidence that makes him fly and everything and basically <laughs> tells basically tells the uh, crows to go beep themselves, you know? So, yeah. All right. I could see that. All right. All right. All right. That's not that bad. Um, let me see here. Steven, you had a weird one. Oh, Jim Hawkins. Jim Hawkins from Treasure Planet, one yeah, of my favorite I, I, films. I know. I do not understand what you are saying, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, uh, yep, Jim Hawkins. Good job. I, and you know what? If anybody was going to put that, Stephen, it definitely was going to be you. Yeah. Michael, you actually had a decent list because your list was a lot like mine. But you had one of the three females that was on the list. You did put Rapunzel on your list, which was really cool. We did have three total, and one did make the top 11, which is pretty awesome, okay? And then the top vote, well, I shouldn't say the top vote-getter, but one character was on seven out of the four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Is that right? Yeah, there's nine, nine of us. Of I can't us. always miss up. Seven, seven out of nine of us had this one character on the list, okay? I'm going to go around. I want to see who you think it is, but let's just see if we get it right. Dave, who do you think got seven out of nine? Aladdin. Michael? Hercules. Tim. <clears throat> Buzz Lightyear. Steven. Mr. Incredible. You're all wrong. Um, interesting. Pat. Very interesting. Yes. You might want to mention to our female listeners that we're not being misogynistic that's, on that's this coming. one. No, that's coming. Okay. That's not coming. That was going to come with number 11 because number 11 happens to be a female. But So we'll just start the list. But just to go back to... The one that had seven out of the nine, you were all wrong. And we will see who that was when we get to that character. Now, ladies, this all just worked out this way. There was some miscommunication about heroes, good guys, this, that. Could it be female? And I said, of course it could be female. Why wouldn't it be female? Dave's like, no, I don't want females on this list. It's terrible. I, Dave, Dave was just rude and obnoxious this whole time with this thing. So, but what we're yeah, going that's to do, not how it went down, ladies. Sure. <laughs> what's going to happen is when we um, do another top 11 we're going to do princesses good girls hero heroines, heroines. Hero heroines there we go thank you we're going to do a hero we're going to do heroin <laughs> what that can't be right no yes yes we're sure yes. that's right we will talk about the heroines we're not going to do the heroines Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Talk, thank you, Dave. Yes. See, that's why you're the language artist, yes. English person, and I am not. Yes. Thank goodness. So that's going to be a future show dedicated completely to the ladies mm -hmm. of the Disney character universe. But let's start with number 11, who does happen to be a female. She garnered 25 total votes. She was on four of our lists, and her top vote get was two fourth-place votes. We are talking about Mulan. Who really... Let's see here. We're trying to think here. 
I'm not saying it's a bad pick in any way, shape, or form. She did not make my list, but that's... No, she did make my list at number seven. I'm sorry, I forgot about that. My wife put her on. But somebody give me a good reason why Mulan should be on this list. Uh, I got it. Uh, so Mulan pretty much drops everything. Everything in her life. Just to take her father's place and fight in war. She had nothing to do with that war, but she took her father's place. So her father wouldn't die because he was old. So, like... And plus, if we're talking about heroes, she kind of is a guy in the movie, so it kind of fits. It fits if we're doing all male. So, you know, that's my argument for Mulan. I could see, I could see it, too. It's a good argument, because you actually had her the highest, so that's well played and well put. I definitely There's can actually see it. about... Go ahead, sorry. I mean, I, I'm just... She overcame adversity, and... You know, for that reason, you know, she's very empowering to um, any Disney fan, be it male or female in this way. She's a very empowering character, so I can totally see that. Go ahead, Sam. What were you going to say? There's 10,000 reasons why she should be on that list, and they're all dead Huns buried in the snow that she killed. That's right. So. <laughs> that is right. She took them out. One shot of a firework. You don't see that in Illuminations. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> Let's get somebody blew that out. That's why they have those perimeter oh. ones coming from the China Pavilion. <laughs> That's her taking out the Huns. Yeah. That's fantastic. All right, let's move on to number ten. Um, number number ten with only one more point, twenty six points total. But this character did get a first place and a second place, but he was only on three lists. So I know somebody said that this one was going to be on the most list but really only on three this is hercules this oh. one surprised me a little bit i did think hercules would be a little bit higher 26 points dave hercules what do you think and i deal with enough I'm asking you because you didn't put them on your list i deal with enough so freaks in my neighborhood why. i left them off for a reason <laughs> <laughs> i knew that was i knew you'd have a good one but michael you had them number one so let me go right back to you why is hercules so high uh so the reason why hercules is on my list is well you know what he's like overpowered super super overpowered he he's a god i mean he's the son of zeus i mean how can he not be on your list at one point you know like he went zero to hero according to the song i mean (laughs) you know he took on he, he took on a hydra you know he has one of the best uh hero songs in uh and the uh, uh, what's that song called? <laughs> but it's now about it's about moved. him being on a sandwich. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, Herc's on a roll. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But Hercules <laughs> is definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I still think Hercules is one of the best uh, heroes in Disney lore. Period. Even though he does have his say in like world history and. Uh, other history, I think he he deserves his spot on this list. Hey, Tim. Yes. How come you didn't put Hercules on your list? Well, uh, actually, what uh, I did not put him on the list for the reason uh, Michael actually just said, and that is I consider him to be uh, an icon of world history. Uh, he, uh, I believe he, you know, it's not to uh, steal a quote of Abraham Lincoln's, but uh, he belongs, he now belongs to the ages. Um, uh, he is, um, and no, I know it wasn't said about, it, it was not Abraham Lincoln, it was said about him, but anyway, 
of I just I feel that it's he's he belongs to the entire universe. I feel that it's the same way I didn't same reason I did not put Davy Crockett on my list. And Davy Crockett is absolutely my favorite historical character, bar none of anything, uh, folk tale, American lore, you know, Western history, anything. I did not put him on that list because yes, I do believe he's a great integral part of uh, Disneyana, but I also believe that. I, I wanted to keep my list Disney. So that's that was my reason. Hey, it's a good enough reason for me. All right, let's move on to number nine. Now, number nine has 28 points. Um, we had this character had one second, one third. It was on four total lists. And if I look quickly, Michael had him the highest out of everybody, but it is the beast. Steven. All right, let me look here. You did not put the beast on your list. I'm a little hurt. No. I, I love me some beast, okay? Why not? Would he be classed as a hero? I don't know. Uh, would he be classed as a bad guy? Possibly. That's probably one of the things that sat through up with me. I don't dislike the beast. I just didn't think he was a hero. And uh, the, the way that we're sort of working the, the list out. You know, the funny thing is, I had him 10th on my list. Normally when I do the top 11, you know, my wife and I, we put the list together. Uh, we put it together, uh, you know, uh, uh, as a group. And she said the same thing. She's like, ah, you know, it, is he really a hero and things of that nature? So that's why I kind of put him a little bit lower. Um, but Michael, I'm going to go back to you because you did have him the highest. Why, why? So so sway me to make him higher or, you know, Steven, who didn't put him on my list. Dave also didn't put on the list, and Tim, you actually no nobody else put him on the list out of, out of everybody on the show tonight. So convince us, Michael, why is the beast so high on your list? Why is he a hero? So uh, there's a common theme in my list, and it's the story of redemption, the story of the bad guy turned good, and I think the beast is the perfect example of that. Maybe he just wanted to get the girl, but I think you know in his heart he really was a good person. So I think that be he took down Gaston, and I think Gaston is the most underrated Disney villain. This man got a whole village of people to turn against somebody. That's like super persuasive. Like I think the Beast is one of the best Disney heroes just because of that story of redemption. On top of that, the poor guy had to go through puberty with claws. That had to suck. <laughs> Oh man, because he was turned. I have he no was... idea why I, I don't know why I left him off my list. I have no idea we'd be Stockholm syndroming about, you know. Well, he was turned at twelve <laughs> years old because it has to his twenty-first birthday to uh, kiss Bell before the flower ends. So that mean that would imply that he was uh, he was actually eleven when it happened, since it was ten years since they've been rusting. Oh. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Let me feel sorry for the frat bro with the huge house and the, all the servants. You know, <laughs> sorry. I, sh I should. You're right. I'm sorry. You know, don't don't haze me, bro. Yeah, but you know. but puberty. Could you imagine what that furniture is like now? Oh boy. Oh, all right, I'm gonna move on. It all right, be so just the bathroom. I mean, look at. I mean, can you imagine what that couch would be like? I wouldn't want to sit on that. Look, look what he did to the West Wing. Look what he did to the West Wing. I was gonna say that's why no one was allowed to go in the West Wing. <laughs> it was. I mean, the floor. The floor of the West Wing was probably like Club Cool. Oh, for the oh, love of God, oh. dude! Come on. Oh. This isn't three sheets. I think that's when to get caught. Wow. Oh my wow. Gosh. Wow. Well, one. speaking of three sheets, Dave, 
you were just you just happened to be on that show like a week or two ago, right? Why don't you give him a plug for us? Everybody listen to Three Sheets to the Mouse. Continue. Okay, that was a great plug there, Dave. Uh, anyway, so number eight on our list with 29 points, had a first place vote, was on five of our nine list, Mr. Peter Pan. So I personally am a big fan of Peter Pan's flights. I do think, think it's probably one of the most underrated rides that everybody hates, even though it's a 50 minute, 50 minute line all the time. But I'm a big fan of Peter Pan. I had him exactly at number eight. And I'm really, really confused on why he wasn't a little bit higher. Well, probably because people like me put him eight. But anyway, that's quite right. Dave, you love Peter Pan. And let's hear why, because you had him at number one. Well, again, it's the eternal youth. Never wants to grow up. Wants to just, the guy lives the life, you know. Who wouldn't want that at that point, you know. We all have to adult. And adulting isn't the greatest thing sometimes sometimes it's awesome but a lot of times adulting means heartache so you know it's one of those fantasies i know that you really can't live in the past and you have to grow up and you have to move on and you have to you can't run away from your responsibilities but who here hasn't fantasized about actually doing that at one point so you know what i gave him the nod because he's living the dream so someone's got to do it so let it be peter yeah, well, I I remember when I didn't grow up and lived in a house with a bunch of other guys. That's when I was playing rugby, and let me tell you, it stunk and it sucked, and I was poor. So no, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! I you know I could only imagine what that house was like. I think that house probably would put Animal House to shame. Well, it takes leather balls to play rugby. Remember that. Well, uh, I'll just put it this way. Every time we walked down to the local liquor store, the lady at the counter knew what our order was and had it waiting on the t- waiting up front for us. That's fantastic. I dare to dream that one day. Oh, wait, not anymore. I'd die, but that's all right. All right, number seven and number six tied on our list. And to be honest with you, these are two characters that I hold near and dear to my heart. Um, they both garnered 30 points, but I gave number six the nod because they had at least a... Um, they, they were on five of the list, and number seven was only on four of our list. So number four is from Monsters, Inc., Mr. Sully. So Sully is a big teddy bear, and Sully is fantastic. And I think Sully really deserves his props, and I think he doesn't get enough love. Here's what I'm noticing. Number seven and number six, you'll realize they're very, very similar. And I don't think guys like this get enough love. So, Tim, I'm going to go to you on this one. Why should Sully be on this list? Why is Sully a hero? He's not on your list, I know, but you'll see where I'm going with this when you see what number six is. Uh, <clears throat> well, I mean, the one thing is we can actually uh, go after exactly what uh, Mike said, uh, and that is it's all about redemption. Uh, you know, you know, James Sullivan came into Monsters U as kind of a haughty, arrogant young kid who thought he was going to coast through things and realized that you, you know, you catch more bees with honey than you do with vinegar. And uh, he, he learned how to be more of a team player. And you actually saw that, uh, you know, you saw him be the big scary monster, of course, in, you know, Monsters, Inc. And you saw then when Boo was scared, you saw that the, kind of the character development. You saw, you know, you saw him, you, you saw him come along and mature as a character and realize that, he has a really big heart. And I think the, 
<clears throat> even though I did leave him off my list, you're right. He is kind of deserving of love because scaring, as you even see with the prequel, scaring is everything to him. It was his whole life. And he pretty much threw caution to the wind, threw reckless abandon to the wind to help this little poor defenseless kid. So, you know what? Yeah, you're right. I think does he does garner some attention and some love. And Steven, you had him the highest uh, with me. He was number three on both of our lists. So give me why, Steven, he is so high on your list. One of these things is, is friendship. You know, the friendship with Mike Wazowski, the friendship with Boo, and the respect he was getting from all the other scary monsters and monsters. Right? I just think that he's, he's funny, you know? <laughs> I mean, uh, as, as Tim was saying, it is a big bit of redemption as well. It was not a nice person in Monsters, Inc. to begin with, but obviously turned the corner. Uh, but I just think that the funniness coming out in him, the the friendship and the loyalty he has to not just his job, but to Mike as well, uh, just sort of brought it forward. And that's why he was so high in my list. Yeah, I love it. And we're going to go right into number six with 30 I never saw the movie. And on five total. Call yourself a Disney fan. Never had any interest. Part of our intro. I wrote I wrote the ride of California Adventure. I know the story. He was too busy imagining what the beast floor was like. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did see university though, because I was on the plane on the way home at the time. I kinda had no choice. Jeez oh, Louise. Oh my goodness! Monsters U is fantastic. It was good, but I have no, I have no desire or interest to see the first one. Yeah, but Dave, you're weird with the Disney movies. You haven't seen some of them, and you just, you when you when you get it into your mind, you have no desire to do it. You just don't see it, so there's no point. So we're gonna go on to number six right now. This is this six and and seven. They they remind me of a lot of each other. Number six is Wreck It Ralph. Okay, and Ralph was on, like I said, five of our lists, and I think. Ralph and Sully, they're like me and Tim. The big guys just don't get enough love. And I think that's a problem. And I think they need to get a little bit more love in the Disney universe because, you know, behind the big, scary, you know, exterior is that, you know, that warm heart. I was going to say gooey center, but that really didn't make much sense. And I think Wreck-It Ralph was number four on my list. I think he's a just, he's a fantastic example of a hero he's a bad guy i understand that at the beginning of the movie and you know he 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 has all this turmoil inside he doesn't know what to do and he's trying to get his medal and he wants to be a good guy and he wants to win and then he just you know he falls hopelessly not in love with but just he he has this warm spot for this little girl and he just takes her under his wing and, and he saves her and he's willing to die for it. And that's what a hero is all about. He takes on that father figure role, that brother role, that best friend role. And I think he does an amazing job with it. And I cannot wait for the second one to come out. I think it's going to be fantastic. I'm actually pretty excited for it. So let's see. Um, if we look at it, Dave, you had him down at number 10, but you had him on his list. What do you got to say about Ralph? Basically, you covered everything. You know, he's lovable. He's huggable. You know, he has to... Uh play the role that he's given in his game, but that role doesn't necessarily define him. And it's all its all about uh, just uh, overcoming stereotypes. So 
he shows that you know it's you know your work doesn't define you. Bill is that Sully and Ralph are near enough the same character. It's the same sort of scenario where you've got a young girl where he's trying to do his best for not the best of people to start off with, but obviously wants to be the best that he can be for everyone around him. I agree. So I, I have, I, I have I, one I thing to say. Go ahead. Just because you're bad guy doesn't mean you're bad guy. You know, <laughs> Ralph, man, Ralph's the best. I love Ralph. I agree. I agree. All right, let's move into our top five. Um, this one, number five, with 32 points um, on five of our lists. He is his highest was one third place vote. He did not make my list at all, but he, like I said, he was on five out of nine lists, so he's very popular. But that is Aladdin, and Dave, you actually had him pretty high. Um, Kyle had him pretty high at number two. Um, you had him at number three. So actually, I missed uh, missed that one. He should actually have a third and a second. I just didn't write that one down. Uh, the point total is still correct. So Dave, why is Aladdin so high on your list? Well, he's so awesome that they named the princess movie after the guy. Wow. I didn't oh, think of that. That is point. a really good point. Drop the mic. Well, yeah, that's true. Really. Good night, folks. That's our show for the night. We, Dave just, wow. Dave, you actually can come up with some good stuff from every now and again. That's a really good job. Thank you. But is there anything else, anything else that you could, you know, enlighten us with with Aladdin? Or is that is that where we're going to go with that one? Well, he has that little arrogance, that little swagger about him. And his pants look like he's, he's uh, an Arab MC Hammer. I was just <laughs> going to say that. Yep. That's awesome. All right. So number four, I don't want to run too too long on this show. This one was one of, was a popular one. Everybody thought that you know he might be on seven of our list, but he was not. He was only on four, four, but he did have a first place vote and a second place vote with thirty three total points. Mister Incredible, yeah, Mister Incredible is one of the ultimate heroes. You know, he's a normal father. You know, typical sort of family thing, but when called upon. He saves the world, you know. He just throws on his suit, you know, uh, and just runs about. And uh, Foco waited what twenty years for the second film to come out, uh, and look how popular that is. Uh, I just think it's just one of the ultimate heroes. You, you know, he's even shaped like a hero. You know, the big sort of triangular sort of body, you know, small legs, big big body. So he's even got the hero mask, but. Uh, that's what you would call a hero. Oh, agreed, 100%. Like I said, you know, the stereotypical hero on this list, I think if you're going to envision a hero, and most people, if you say Disney hero, a lot of people are just going to jump right on Mr. Incredible. Um, and as many people that can jump on him, he's going to carry them along without a problem because he is that strong. And, you know, I agree. I love the fact that Mr. Incredible is that everyday kind of dad. Um, you know, being a dad is a hero um, for many of us. And then on top of it, he goes and saves the world on top of keeping his crazy family together. Chuck did end up putting um, Jack-Jack at number six on his list, which I thought was pretty cool. And, and Jack-Jack's crazy, so you got to love it. All right, so on to our top three. Now, four on down was 33 points. There was a little bit of a jump between the next one. This one has 37 points. This was the answer to the trivia question. This one, this character was on seven of our nine lists. So he met... The, or he was on the most list for us, which I think is just fantastic. He was number one on my list. And anybody who knows me knows what it's going to be. It is Stitch. And Stitch comes in at number three at 37 points. And obviously, since seven of us 
us out of nine of us put him on it's a good call and i think stitch is one of those again i think my theme mm -hmm. for a lot of this is that underrated that you know you you were bad at the beginning and you had to change a heart and you you know you, you, you did a really good thing towards the end and you know that's that to me is a hero so i love stitch everybody knows that i have ohana tattooed around my wrist so it, it's actually a really big part of our family my son aiden um, love Stitch. He has Stitch everything in his room. So Stitch is just fantastic in every way. Um, Tim, what do you think of Stitch? You had him at number eight on your list. Mm -hmm. um, Stitch to me is one of the greatest characters of the Disney modern era because especially with a lot of the and sorry, I'm going to get a little serious here for a bit, but especially with a lot of the, uh, the bullying movement, uh, cyberbullying, you see a lot of these things. You see that Stitch deep down feels like he doesn't belong all he's trying to do is find somebody that he fits in with he wants his family he wants he wants companionship he wants something he wants a sense of belonging and the lengths to which he is willing to go to get that and keep that is amazing i mean the, the movie the movie reaches out and really does touch you um i mean i've used the line many many times of the uh, you know, this is mine. It's it's little and broken, but it's mine. You know, I've I've used that line so many times, and you know, it's uh, as as a well as as a as a former victim of bullying. Uh, it's it's a story that reaches out and touches you. You know, it shows you that it does get better. You can reach out. You can, can get better. You can you can actually find find that sense of belonging you can find those people who truly find you just as special as you find them so i think it's a great story tim i, I couldn't put it better myself that, that was awesome and you know and that and as a teacher this is again this is i see this this is exactly what i see a lot and i see those kids that completely you know act out because they are looking for their ohana they are looking for their family they are looking for to belong to something and then when they find find it, whether that be with, you know, other students, you know, um, uh, an after school activity, even making that connection, you know, with a teacher or a guidance counselor or something, you know, you can see them transform and, and it's pretty cool to see. So I think, I think your, your explanation was spot on and well done. All right. Our top two, you know, um, they go together like peanut butter and jelly. So once I give you a number two, you're going to know who number one is, but with 38 points, number two, who has and it's on six of our lists. So this character did make the second most on all of our lists, but it is Woody with 38 total points. And if I'm looking at it, Chuck had Woody as high as number two. Um, so that was it. But the funny thing was, I think Woody didn't make any of our lists as number one. So I think that's what kind of held him back from the spot. But he did have, like I said, six people did have him on there. The number one hero slash good guy for the Mickey Dudes Top 11 is Buzz Lightyear. So, Tim, you had him number one. Give me, you got it. You know, you did a great job with Stitch. I don't think you could follow it up that well, but why is Buzz the number one hero or good guy in your eyes? Well, uh, I think it really is, really comes through on uh, in Toy Story 1 of how big Buzz is. Uh, you know, Westerns were everything back in the 50s. I mean, again, we were talking about it earlier as far as Davy Crockett. You know, 
Davy Crockett spawned the Crockett craze and spawned so many shows because of that. You saw Have Gun Will Travel. You saw Ponderosa, I mean, uh, Ponderosa Bonanza. You saw all these big westerns come out and everybody was playing cowboys and Indians. You know, the Cisco Kid, Zorro, uh, Lone Ranger, everything. It was huge. Then, then came that space race <clears throat> and all the, you know, all the 50s sci-fi movies, everything else. So you saw that take over what was basically almost the first glimpse of what we saw as pop culture in the United States. Uh, I mean, it was big enough to not knock off the Cowboys and Indians, which was huge. Uh, Buzz Lightyear, it represents that, that very, very, that, that, that exact catalyst is you see Buzz Lightyear as, you know, the, you know, not, not just the defender of the West, not the defender of the old homestead. He is the defender of the universe. He doesn't save, you know, he, he doesn't save, <clears throat> you know, Bo Peep from, you know, evil, you know, evil Dr. Ham or I can't remember his name now. Dang it. Sorry. But he saves the entire universe. He battles evil Emperor Zerg. So, I mean, you have somebody, again, who is responsible for taking care of the entire universe. So it's it's Buzz. I mean, and also really when you see how cross genre he is with Disney fans, you see little kids with Buzz Lightyear stuff. And then you see guys my age walking around with Buzz Lightyear shirts and Buzz Lightyear sweatshirts. I mean, again, I'm 40 years old and I have two Buzz Lightyear sweatshirts for crying out loud. And Buzz Lightyear beanie. So. A what? Repeat that? A beanie, a skull cap. Oh, okay. Um, I, well done, Tim. You know, and I think that's, I think that's a great way to, to, to uh, put it with Buzz, and I think that's a great way to wrap up our top 11. But I'm going to give you all our first place votes so we, we can um, think about it. And those of you on in the social media, on Twitter, hit us up and tell us what your top level or your number one is. So I had Stitch at number one. Jeff, actually, this one was pretty cool when he gave me the explanation. He gave he, he put number one as Bing Bong. Yeah, Bing, Bing Bong. Number one? <laughs> yeah, number one, because of the idea that he was really the only one that gave up everything, you know, to be where he was. And he stayed down there and all that kind of stuff. So I thought it was a great explanation. Dave, you had Peter Pan, Chuck, Mr. Incredible. Michael, you had Hercules. Tim and Steven, you had Buzz. Kyle had Luke Skywalker. Of course, Kyle did. And Joe, the only one to put this on the list, this character at all on the list, which was, I was very surprised because I really thought this character especially would have found his way onto just about every list because in some way, shape, or form, you can find a way to make this character a hero. But Joe's number one was Mickey Mouse. You see... I th he was the only time, only person to put Mickey Mouse on any list. I thought you were going to say Lightning McQueen. I played with the idea of putting Mickey on, but when I went through his, when I went through like his whole discography and everything, a lot of his, yeah, he put, had some heroic stories and everything, but a lot of his stuff was more comedy type stories, so I didn't really kind of put him on for that reason. Right, and that, and, but that's exactly what I was thinking. I was thinking, I was, I was like, you could finagle a little bit. I, I figured he'd be farther down on the list, but I thought just because of Mickey Mouse in general, we would have put him on. But you know what? Joe's the only one to do it in any way, shape, or form. All right. So like I said, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children all ages, that is going to be our show for tonight. 
So I'd like you to hit us up on Twitter at the Mickey News and let us know what your top 11 is, or at least your number one. Gentlemen, where can everybody find you on the social media platform? Dave. You can find me on Twitter at Figments Reality, the same on Instagram. Michael. Uh, you can find me on YouTube, uh, Instagram, and Twitter at Ears of Happiness. Steven. Yeah, you can get me on Twitter at SJM Disney and on Facebook under Stephen Maxwell. And Tim. You can find me on Twitter at plain underscore Tim, and you can find me on Facebook at Tim Schweska. And you can find me on Twitter at Daily Walt Disney and on Facebook at Pat Chinetti. And like I said, you can find us all on Twitter at The Mickey Dudes. Make sure you head on over to joffreys.com, get yourself some of the world's greatest coffee. And like I said before, if you're in the market for DVC, why don't you save yourself thousands of dollars and go to dvcresalemarket.com and check out their listings today. That's our show for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed it. See you next time. exciting episode at the mickey dudes podcast you can find the mickey dudes on facebook at the mickey dudes podcast and on twitter at the mickey dudes if you enjoyed our podcast please share the love on stitcher or itunes thank you for tuning in and we'll see you again real soon davy can you hear me Pat, i can't hear you i i i realize that can, can can you can you hear me now dave can you hear us anybody oh, else yeah. This is we fantastic. Can hear everybody. Is Dave the only one that can't hear us? Yep. Oh, okay. So it's not oh. me. It's actually Dave. So Dave is actually, it's his setup that's all screwed up. Oh my God. It's like a bunch of hearing aids going out at an early bird buffet at the same time. It's fantastic. Hello? <laughs>